Hello, welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Today, it's really hot outside. When I prepare to record a podcast, I turn the air conditioner off in the house and turn my ceiling fan off in my office while I record so you don't get that sound. My microphones pick up the sound of the fan and the air rushing from the air conditioner. So I turn all that off and on a hot sunny day by the time I'm done in here it's starting to feel like I need to turn my air conditioner and my fan on so I'll try to get this done lickety split turn the air on the fan on will all be a little more comfortable you can hear our podcast on iTunes Twitter Stitcher Spotify and many many more you can find us at babyboomertales.com once there you can link to those places and also our patron page where you can support this podcast keep us from having to bring in a sponsor you can also watch us on youtube and what you watch is a little logo of us but the nice part of it is is it has closed captioning for the hearing impaired on that i know i like closed captioning we've spoken of that before and so that's why we do that Not that you want to see my ugly mug standing here talking to you. In fact, these videos that are podcasts anymore do not really fall under the definition of podcast. Podcast is more akin to radio than anything. And so a video is just a video, even if it's like a vlog or whatever. So we do true old school podcasts. Old school. How long have podcasts been around? Not as long as me, that's a fact. Today's episode is called The Wild Dachshunds. When I was a boy, I had a Cocker Spaniel dog, and his name was Poncho. Poncho and I were best buds. He was classified the family dog, but in all reality, Poncho and I were closer together than the others. He was my dog. I always figured he was my dog, even though my parents probably fed him. And we did everything together. When I was about 12, Poncho died. My brother John, my brother Don probably helped. My friend Keith and I buried Poncho in the backyard. Well, within a few months, my dad came home telling us about the bread man that delivers bread to his store. His little dachshund had babies, and we could have a baby dachshund if we wanted. Now, Frankie was the bread man. And I can remember him very clearly, more than bringing bread to the store every day, but one of his hands, he was missing a thumb. What had happened is he was driving his bread truck along in the canyon, and something happened. A rock fell or something, and he went off of the edge of the canyon, off of the road, tumbled down probably 100 feet around there, pretty steep embankment into the Colorado River down below. And the only thing down there besides the river was railroad tracks, but that was on the other side of the river, so he didn't have to tumble into the railroad tracks. He was rescued by standing on the top of his bread truck, and he survived, but he did lose his thumb. Now that canyon could be very precarious. One time when I was a little boy, My mom and my Aunt Margaret were driving with a bunch of us kids in the back seat, and a rock fell from the cliffs above the road 
and hit our car and the rock was probably I don't know bigger than a bread box probably the size of three or four basketballs put together it knocked the heck out of the car I think we were lucky we didn't go off there used to be rock slides on that road all the time one time after I was married we were driving at night and all of a sudden we had to stop we were in the canyon and there was a rock that took up both lanes so we turned around and went to the courthouse there the town right at the mouth of the canyon was the county seat went into the police department it was open late at night and we reported it I bet they had to blow that rock just to push it off the cliff into the river that was the biggest rock I think I ever saw at least sitting in the road so anyway Frankie survived his accident in the canyon and he and his wife had these baby puppy dachshunds so we got one he is a little brown guy and he was so little and we named him Fritzy my dad had a lot to do with the naming of the dog I think he realized that Fritz had German origins and the dog had German origins these little dachshunds were nothing like Poncho my Cocker Spaniel little short legs long body they originally bred to get badgers out of their holes where a dog like my Maxie could never get a badger out of a hole couldn't go in there she's too big but these dachshunds were trained to go into the holes and attack the badger so I guess if you lived in a place where you had badger problems, a dachshund would be a good dog to have. But Fritzy was not that. He was just the family pet. Hardly went outside except to do his business. And Lois was nice. He'd go out there and play and stuff. I think he always slept with my brother John. But no one really ever claimed Fritzy as their own. But if anyone would, it'd been John. He seemed to be the closest. Fritzy was a good dog. He was just part of the family from the day one. On the day that I got married, they had to put Fritzy to sleep. He is quite old by then, probably 15 or 16 years old. I didn't find out about it until a day or two later. They didn't want to spoil my wedding day. I always hold Fritzy in my heart. He's just one of those dogs that you never forget. Never, ever forget old Fritz. Now it's time for the top 10 55 years ago. That is the top 10 pop songs this week in 1965. Number 10, Seventh Son, Johnny Rivers. Number 9, I Like It Like That, The Dave Clark Five. Number 8, Save Your Heart For Me, Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Number 7, what the world needs now is love, Jackie DeShannon. Number six, I Can't Help Myself, Four Tops. Number five, Yes, I'm Ready, Barbara Mason. Number four, Cora Mia, Jay and the Americans. Number three, What's New Pussycat, Tom Jones. Number two, I'm Henry the Eighth I Am. Herman's Hermits. And the number one song for the fourth week in a row, The Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Old Mick Jagger dancing around on stage. That was quite the song they had there. They had a lot of songs. I always kind of compared them to the Beatles. 
not in similarities, but in differences. But they were very, very, very successful, and still are. I spoke about one time my dog Chuck a hawk, and Chuck was a big dog, over 100 pounds. His daddy was half wolf, half Malamute. His mama, old blue dog, was shepherd and husky and good old American Heinz 57. And Chuck had the markings of that wolf dog perfectly. He was not as big as his daddy, but a 100-pound dog is a big dog. No doubt about it. Well, Chuck fell in love once. I guess you can say that if you want to say that dogs fall in love and just don't go by being a dog. Anyway, he started hanging around my grandma's house a lot. And what was going on there is somebody, I don't know if grandma or my Aunt Connie or my Aunt Jerry next door, but somebody there had this little dachshund, a little female, and she was in heat. And here's my 100-pound dog hanging out. Well, on Easter Sunday... I was over there and that little dog went into labor and was miserable and we had to rush her to the vet, had to call the vet out on Easter Sunday and they had to do a cesarean section and the reason why, I forget how many pups she had, maybe four, and they were almost as big as the mama. Well, the daddy of those puppies was old Chuck and they grew up to be the weirdest little dogs you ever saw. Kind of a big dog with little bitty short legs running around town. Chuck should have been ashamed of himself, I'll tell you that right now. I don't know if I ever apologized for my dog's doings, and I don't know if they could even give those dogs away. I know I didn't want one. I live out here in the country, and you really don't see many dogs around. I have a dog, and I used to have two, but now I just have one old Maxie. I've spoken to Maxie. She weighs about 50, 55 pounds. She keeps the deer away and keeps the snake population down. All this stuff. Well, once in a while you see a dog around here. We have a guy that lives about a half mile up the road. And he has a hunting dog. I think it's like a German shorthair or something. Once in a while I'll let that dog out and he'll come up to my gate and pee and poop, whatever he does. So when we go to the mailbox, Maxie and me, Maxie's always very interested in that gate, always smelling around. I guess that's how the dogs send texts to each other. Once in a while you can hear a dog bark at night around here. I don't know where that's at. So I don't have a dog problem. Once in a great while, someone from the city will drop a dog off. You know how they do. Oh, I'm tired of the dog. Take it out in the country. Let it go. One winter, about 10 years ago, we were having a blizzard and the snow was getting quite deep and the wind was howling. When I say deep, I don't mean deep like Colorado deep, although it can drift 10 feet, 12 feet. It can do that with the wind really howling. But the snow was probably thigh high in my yard. You could barely see out there. And all of a sudden, there are these three dogs. And two of them, you could tell, were full-blown dachshund. The other one looked like maybe he had dachshund in him. A little bit taller, a little bit larger. And bounding through the snow, you know, having a hard time of it too. But running and burrowing and getting over the drifts. And off they went to the east. I watched them in amazement. Later that day... I saw them again, and they were still running, and they were still bounding, and they were still tunneling through the drifts. And so I nicknamed them the Wild Dachshunds. 
I said, hey, Kim, come look at this. Look at those guys. And she asked me something like, do you think those dogs are lost? And I said, I have no idea what's going on with them. But this second time I've seen them today. Well, that night, I was putting the dogs and the cats all bed. Everybody was sleeping in the garage. And I went out to see the weather. I do always do that. I go outside at night and check it all out. And I heard this little growl behind me. And I looked to the right and right by the walkout door of the garage there's this little corner there and usually it's kind of a sheltered place but there was snow up the wazoo and something was dripping off the roof so it must have been warming up a little dripping and here's one of those wild dachshunds there and I thought this little guy's going to die if I leave him out here he is shaking like nobody's business and I thought I've got to get him in so I stooped down to you know, talk to him, and he growled some more. So I thought, well, I can pick him up and put him in the garage and feed him and let him warm up tonight and figure it out all out in the morning. And he lunged at me when I reached out at him, tried to bite me. I, whoa, whoa, here, dog, hold on here. What in the world are you doing? I got this idea. So I got this cat carrier. I used to take the cats to the vet in. That was always quite the experience. But I put the cat carrier out there with the door open and I took a big flat shovel and I tried to coax him in to the cat carrier so I could get him into the garage and he just, he fought me. He actually fought me. I mean, teeth were gnashing at me, slobbering at the mouth, showing me his business and he'd bite me to no joke about it. So, okay, okay, okay. I don't care if you freeze to death. Just go somewhere else. I don't have that dig you out of the snow here on my porch and the morning came he was gone that spring i saw the wild dachshunds again frolicking through the hay meadow running as fast as they could all three of them well it was probably a year later i saw him again over the years i'd see him once sometimes twice every year always in a different area and i thought they were just wild dogs that had banded together well, south and east of me, there's this house, and it always looks like it's vacant. Always does. Sometimes there's an old pickup there. Not a bad-looking house, but everything's always all overgrown. Always some junk around. Well, one day, I was driving by there, and all of a sudden, there's the three wild dachshunds in the road. And the little one that I tried to rescue came after my truck. I kept driving, I laughed. Since then... I have seen those little guys several times around that place, so that must be where they live. I'm glad that they're not just Mongol dogs. They're foraging for themselves. I have no idea why they were out in front of my place during that blizzard. A dog's a good thing to have. Back when I was a kid, dogs ran everywhere willy-nilly. They don't do that so much anymore, but out in the country... The only time I put Maxie on a leash is when I'm taking her to the kennel or taking her to the vet. And either way, she wouldn't need to be on the leash for that, but I'd do it anyway. Next time I see the wild dachshunds, I'll give them a wide berth and let them do their thing, go their way, always knowing that I'm always here to help. Thank you for spending this time with me today. Nothing could be finer than everybody being kinder. I'll be back next Wednesday.